I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for all here to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Baron, aka The Flash. I'm your host, Eddie B, as always, and we're back! We're finally back! It's been a few weeks since uh, we did our amazing DC Podcast fundraiser charity with the Magic Wheelchair Organization. To everyone who donated to participate in the live chat all day long, spread the word to people who are still donating from, other, from the bottom of all of our hearts. Thank you so, so, so much. This is why we're able to make these things happen, because of you amazing listeners. You are literally the greatest listening audience in the multiverse. And we've all just returned from San Diego Comic-Con. And I'm joined tonight by my two amazing co-hosts, Tatiana Hollander and Breeze Riley. Hi, ladies, doing tonight? Good. Still tired hey. from Comic-Con. Yeah, I, I literally just got home today from from Los Angeles, and I'm, I'm so tired. Uh, but... It was an amazing vacation, and we have lots of good stuff to get into. Um, before before we get to that, because I I want to start with you, Breeze, because this was your first this was your first San Diego Comic Con. How was it? What was like? Did it be, exceed your expectations? It did. It was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I did not get to do any of the DC TV stuff on uh, Saturday since I was in Hall H, which is a beast of its own. Uh, but it was an exciting first Comic-Con uh, to our listeners. You know, uh, Andy, Tatiana, and I actually roomed together, so we got plenty of uh, quality co-host time. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We, uh, I think the, la- our la- the night before we checked out, we all, we uh, together with uh, with OG Rachel... From the Bad Woman podcast, we we all we got pizza and we were Spider Man into the Spider Verse until I fell asleep, um, which was by accident. I wasn't meant to. I was like, I'm gonna sit through this whole amazing movie and just have a good time with my all my co-hosts, and then I fell asleep. And then I and I woke up, everyone was asleep. So, but uh, but you know, you well, it's a good movie to fall asleep to. No, but no, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's boring, but it is amazing. It's one of the best films of all well, time. Well, it's a good movie to be, you know, there, whether you're sleeping or not. That is true. And I just, if I may just put Breeze on the spot here, she did, I mean, she, because for people who don't know, she is uh, our managing editor at the Mall Report. And she, I'm so blessed that I get to work with her because thanks to her, we got some amazing coverage. I mean, thanks to our entire team who was there, who lined up for Hall H all night and so on. But I felt Breeze really, like, if if we had a captain on the mall port, it is Breeze. I I'm sure as hell not. You know, I'm just uh, the so- snaps for Breeze. Snaps for Breeze, exactly. And uh, yeah, so she did an amazing job, and we had a. I mean, 
thanks to you and Carolyn from the Swamp Thing Radio Show, we, uh, who's also part of the Mall Report. We, I mean, the Mall Report has grown thanks to you guys. I mean, we got how many followers did we go on the Mall Report Twitter account? Thanks to you guys. Yeah, I think we got about 2,000 uh, new followers just over the course of uh, the Comic-Con, which is great. If you, if any of our listeners are also into Marvel coverage, definitely check that out. We have a whole breakdown of all the Phase 4 stuff. Um, I know you and Tatiana were very busy as well doing some DCTV press rooms, which I'm sure you'll want to plug for our listeners. Yes. Well, what a perfect transition. To talk to talk to Tatiana about her Comic Con. How was your Comic Con? Very busy, very full of interviews. Um, did I did do roundtables for Supergirl and the Flash? Um, so it was nice to talk to the Flash cast. I love that they all seem very excited for this next season. Eric, in particular, seems very passionate about the characters and about the direction that he's taking the show, which we will discuss probably in more detail very shortly. So that okay, my Comic Con. Yeah, this was this was surreal for me. I I've been I told you guys, I told other people um, in the in the nerd world that this was definitely my best San Diego Comic Con of all time, and that I you know I did, they, they were more surprises for me than I thought it, there was going to be. I mean, I did some great interviews as well, and that was so much fun. I mean, something that was very special for us for the Flash Park is that for the first time in six years. The Flash Podcast. I mean, I've done the Flash Press Room before, but never as the Flash Podcast. So, we actually were there as our show, and that was pretty amazing. So, and um, that so that was one of my biggest highlights. I did some great parties, and that was, I mean, I got stories to tell about that in a bit. But um, I mean, I think my most my, my ins- most insane or my favorite moment, at least, besides talking to all the amazing friends and seeing all the amazing talent so on was uh at um the Warner Brothers party on Friday I, I ran into our boy Grant who plays the Flash of course and you know we we caught up with chat a little bit and so on and I did something I've been waiting to do for I think three years um because you know as you may have seen in photos stuff like that we we have our like own Flash podcast caps uh, and I also don't don't worry, guys. I made sure to get one for Breeze. I was so excited for to give her one. Um, although, although for once, like, I thought I forgot. I, I I thought we forgot because I think I something I, I left. I think I forgot something back at the hotel, and I for a second thought did I not give her the cap? Um, but you got the cap, right, Breeze? I have it. I'm uh, not wearing it right now, which is fine since no. we're an audio podcast. But no. I do have it. Yes, uh, and uh, I ha- I always had one extra for Grant that, that I always planned to give to him, but I never had the courage to to do it. So, but this year I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it because uh, I thought it was it was I, I just felt it was so dorky, whatever. I'm like, you know, like he's you know, I'm you know I'm gonna be like an ultra fan, whatever, and so on. So like when I gave it to him, I'm like, so I mean, this is just you know, this I mean, you might. This is just this is very silly, whatever. This is dorky, but you know I won't. You know I mean, you've always been like a mem- honorable member of the Flash Podcast team, and, and and he was. I mean because he's the sweetest. He was humble. He was like, oh, I really appreciate it, man. I'm like, it's not dorky. He's like, no, it's fine. It's great. Uh, and I saw like because I did, I didn't chat for him the whole night, but I saw like he held on to it like the whole throughout the whole night, and that was 
that was very special. Uh, and I, so yeah, I was, I was, ha- I was happy to accomplish that. Um, so that was one of my, that was all, that was one of my long time dreams for the last three years. Uh, got to fulfill another long time dream, but, uh, that's ready to arrow, but I will talk about it later. But we got so much to discuss from San Diego Comic Con, you all. We have interviews, we have the panel, we have, um, uh, we have you know tidbits from other interviews and stuff like that, and and let, so let's let's start with something that Tyan and I have been wanting for two years now. I think you know we've talked about this back and forth on the show. I think and also like off air as well. So what's what's happening, Tyan? Finally, we finally got a big bad that we like. Uh, just kidding, we've liked once before, but this time Sandal Ramamurthy, who we have been, or at least I have been fan casting since Savitar, who was the Hindu god of speed and therefore should have been played by an Indian man, um, is finally going to be the big bad of season six, or at least the first half of season six, Bloodwork. I, ca- I cannot, I cannot, ex- I cannot put into words how excited I am for this because, like Tanya, I wanted to see him on the show for 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 a while now. I I think. I think I was always game to see him as Savitar too, but I remember I, I was always, I actually wanted him as Cicada uh, later on, and mm-hmm. and then we didn't get him. Uh, so uh, this is a very and I told this to Eric Wallace, the showrunner, that you know, like you you do you do not understand how much of a dream this has been for me and Tatiana. Like we mentioned on the podcast, like. Like you know, he should be playing this kid. He should be this player. Now we finally get him. He's like, and now you're being rewarded. So, <laughs> so no, but I know he. The he's faith, a, faith has been restored. Yes. Uh, so, what do we know about blood work? I mean, we're gonna do, of course, we're gonna do a character spotlight on him later in the summer season. But uh, what do we know about him on the show? He is um, a former friend of Kaylin Snow, and he's gonna have some good interactions with her in the beginning of the season. I understand. Yes, it's. It sounds like that might be like her ship for, or you know, her her new attempt at romance, which oh is hilarious. God. Um, Let us hope not. Let's hope they're just old pals. <laughs> but yes, um, Ramsey Ross, Rosso. He, as far as based on the trailer, it looks like he wants to eliminate death. I guess he's mad about something. Um, he's mad about someone dying. He's like, no more death. Which, like, doesn't sound that bad, but, you know, obviously, population laws, etc. would prove that that would actually be a terrible idea. Um, I don't know if we want to go into comic book history since we're going to do a comic book episode on him. Well, I think, but, we, I think we can say he's, uh, he's a very new villain to the DC universe. Yes. Joshua Williamson cashing those checks. Not only Godspeed, but now also blood work. Um, he's making bank with the Flash TV show. And both of these characters were created in like the last um, three years. So, so um, I'm sure we all know him as he- from he- you know from uh, from from heroes as Mohinder Suresh. Um, are you a big fan of him, Breeze? Have you seen him before? No, so I never watched Heroes. Um, this actor is new to me. I've obviously heard you two talk about him before, but. Uh, this is this will be the first thing I see him in. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, no, he no, he's he's a tremendous actor, and he is you know as uh, a powerful actor, and he did he just you know you one thing that we all I think even in the less greater seasons of Heroes, his narration was always <sighs> on spot, on point. So I I'm very happy he's joined the Arrowverse, and it's our first 
man of color, big bad, and um, and it just goes to show that you know that um, Eric Wallace he's here to to bring the show to a new level. So I guess with that set, you know, so as we talk about Bloodworth, because he's very much the center focus of the trailer. We're just up on our website right now. We're gonna include a link for you guys in the show notes, and um, because we're not gonna play the audio, but let's just discuss. This little teaser trailer because it's very much it's a lot of old footage with some new stuff as well, but it's very much about him. So uh, I'm gonna start with you, Breeze. What did you, what did you take away from this new trailer for season six? So I think the thing that jumped out most at me was kind of the horror elements of it. It definitely looks like that season is going to be a little bit darker. I know at the panel that they assured us there will still be plenty of the classic flash humor, humor, but definitely seemed a little scarier and I'm, I'm here for that. I think it could be a nice twist to the season. And what did you think of uh, the dynamics that he brought to, you know, like to present this new season? I like, did you, do you, do you are you getting the chills from him? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I can't say I honestly got too much of a sense of the character just from the trailer other than he's evil, which is to be expected of a big bad. I think we'll learn a lot more about him. I'm interested to see, especially his relationship with Caitlyn. I think that will be interesting. Um, But yeah, I think there's a lot of mystery left to the character, even after the trailer. Tyana, talk to us about your thoughts on the trailer. No, I mean, my my thoughts are pretty similar. I thought that it was a, a cool vibe that he brought with his narration. I like that it already gives us a little bit of insight into his goal and also makes it seem like it's a very personal um, problem for him. <laughs> uh, and how he, like, directly says it's the fault of, like, these group of people, which I guess will be interesting to see how it, in fact, it is their fault. Um, but overall, I, I like that. I like the more mature tone that it, that the show seems to be taking. Not like super depressing, let's all cry. Um, but they they are having to deal with something like, you know, a death that just happened in their family while at the same time dealing with this dude who wants to erase death and the impending crisis. So there's like a lot of stuff going on that makes it uh, logical that they would like take it down a notch from the kind of like giggles of last the last two seasons. Yeah, for me, I I definitely feel like that the show is from this trailer is definitely showing signs of that it's growing up because you know we spend almost I mean we spend now six years with with these characters and they're all and they were talking about this a lot in the press room that they're mature and they're growing up they're beco- they're going from young adults to more adults and I. You know, season three was, it was his darkest season of all time. That's let's not forget about that. But I think what this trailer is doing, at least from the impressions we're getting, is that this is going to be another dark season. But it's going to be because the sour thing got really confusing towards the end, and to a point where it got a little childish. Of like they were just kind of just throwing things at us. And but I think with this, what what Eric Walls and the writers are doing now is that they're going to give us this very gr- grim, but also 
intellectual, and not to say that the Flash hasn't been has never been intellectual because it's it's a very smart show. But I think that this is going to be something that will make you think a lot and process a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, I think from the based on the trailer that I think um, Bloodwork, I think he's lost someone, and that's why he wants to he wants to cheat death. Because uh, we see him at a, at a, at a cemetery, we don't see him looking directly at a tombstone. But he, I, I think that's the impression we're all getting that he has lost someone. Yeah, uh, for sure. So that's exciting. And then the trailer ends with um, the logo being, you know, surrounded by bloody black blood. I guess uh, a bit of a blood work. I guess oh. That's horrible. I'm sorry. I regret nothing. Um, (laughs) So it's a good trailer. And let's talk about the things that we learned at the panel. So something that we, I mean, we made it very clear last season that we wanted this format to happen. And again, looks like we're being rewarded. So Eric Wallace um, discussed that blood work will be very much leading into Christ, so that there's a reason he was picked as a specific villain for the season, and that uh, we're going to deal with him throughout um, the first half of the season, and then we're going to jump into Christ on Infinite Earths, which we're going dis- to, of course, we're going to discuss that in a bit, don't worry. And then in the second half of the season, we're going to deal with the fallout of Crisis, but then also dealing with a second big bad, uh, describing as, like, basically graphic novel one and graphic novel number two. And... Breeze, I wish you'd been with us when we were driving back from San Diego to LA, but we were watching the panel <laughs> in the car, and as they started like talking about the format, we lose lost our crap. Like Tiana started hitting like her, um, oh my god, car, the thing you drive with. Uh, yep. Yeah. The steering wheel? The steering wheel. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. She started hearing the steering wheel out of excitement, and I started like hitting like the 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 the, um, the compartment whatever and so on, and we were just so excited. Um, no, I think this is what the Flash has needed for a long time. That we, you know, because he he Eric even acknowledged at the panel that you know twenty two episodes has previously dealt with just one big bad. So, and I think if you read it between the lines, I think they you know basically said you know yeah we know it's a lot to take in. So that's why these two split half seasons i think that's going to be more rewarding for us um Bree, uh-huh. are, are you excited for that new format yeah so i i actually watched the recording of the panel at home as well and that was one of two things i cheered at um alone in my house at i think you know the showrunner might secretly be listening to our podcast because he was really a giving us some great news this year i think the new format of breaking it into arcs will be really good especially with crisis um even without crisis i think it'll you know freshen up the show and uh help some of the storytelling problems it's seen in the past so yeah i'm really excited for this uh two arc format yes uh, i agree yeah i not not iris tariana (laughs) Oh, uh, basically. What a compliment! What a, what a, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you're you're both you're both just as awesome as Iris. Uh, but Tyra, what are your talk to us about your excitement for, for that? I mean, no, you know, we've been saying for at least a season, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure more. I think so. we've definitely been saying for like two seasons that they need to break up their stories. That they need to have arcs instead of a full season against one big bad because it's never going to be complicated enough to warrant that many episodes. And it makes 
plenty of episodes feel like filler or feel like they're dragging because they refuse to uh, reveal certain pieces of the puzzle until a certain time. So I think that it seems like Bloodwork is going to be resolved by Crisis or at least lead into Crisis. So I think that an eight episode, I guess it is, uh, arc is much better. It's going to be a huge improvement. And then we've got Crisis, which is like five episodes. And then what? It's like another eight episodes for another for a totally different arc. Um, that apparently is going to be even more intense than before. So I don't know. I'm super excited. I think that at the very least, it's going to break up the monotony. At the very least, the season of The Flash is going to feel super different than previous ones. We'll find out whether we like that or not. I think we will. But at least it will not be the same thing we've had for the last two seasons. I agree. I think that, you know, and because, you know, we, the three of us, we're big fans of um, Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that show has been dealing with pods, which is that something Chloe Bennett came up with as another word for multi-arcs, I guess. Uh, I think we we're all trying to f- still figure out why she was, like, saying pods in the in season four or whatever. But basically, they had three different arcs uh, in the season that all came together in the season finale that year. And to, to, to see that, she, that Flash is going to do the same thing is... It's a good step up for the DC TV universe on the CW. I think if the other shows were to follow that, I think that'd be really rewarding. Because uh, a big bad for twenty-two episodes—that is, it doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't. Right. So I'm really excited to see what where this can go, and I hope that um, that we will see this for season seven, and who knows how many more seasons we have after that. But I. I'm excited, and the scene that the actors are really like they're really refreshed, you know, with that with, this, with excitement for for this new format. Now, speaking of excitement, Breeze, you said there was another thing you were excited about from the panel. Do you want to share? You know, you want to get into that? Yeah, I mean, this is more of a one-off comment, and I wasn't sure how to interpret it, so I'd be curious to see how you guys took it. But uh, Eric Wallace did mention. Wanting to bring Wally back, which I definitely cheered at. So maybe we'll see him this season. Maybe he was referring to later down on the line. But I think that's something a lot of us at the podcast have been waiting for as well. I got it. From the way he's talked about it, it sounded like... It sounded like we're getting Wally back in season five, season six. Yes. For me, it sounded serious. He was like, he specifically said that Wally's coming back for a couple of episodes and that he and Barry will team up against like the best villain ever or whatever. So I do think that's something that is happening. And I'm very excited. Yes. I, I mean, I love, I love Keenan Lonestar. I love Wally West. So I, and it was just, I hate the fact that we got the promise that he was in three episodes um, for season five and he was only in one. So all uh, Todd did was lie. That's why I had to leave him. Uh, That's why our marriage dissolved, and that is why. To be perfect, I am make, now married to Eric. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, oh my god! To make this perfectly clear, <laughs> I think she means means married in a spiritual way. They're, like she's not actually Todd yes, Helbig's ex wife. Spiritual. It is a spiritual marriage. Thank you. Yes, I guess. Uh, really, I guess. Um, so, you know, I'm happy Wally's coming back, and I hope he will be in crisis. Um, let's see, Tyler, what else did we learn from the panel that we could discuss? Oh, what else did... Well, you know what I want to discuss. Um, we learned that Iris will not only um, be working at the Citizen, but also be and have her own set again. A set that people will visit instead of standing around Star Labs. She will also be hiring multiple employees 
whom she can mentor to grow Central City Citizen into the media empire it needs to be to A, write about crisis, and B, get Iris the Pulitzer she deserves. Pulitzer. Pulitzer. You know, that one. The Journalism Award. So I, I would like to request uh, the email for, for her, to her job so I can send in my resume because I want to work for Iris West Allen. Just I saying. would love that too. Um, I would love that too. We know that Daniel Panabaker will be directing another, another episode this season. It will be episode six. Uh, and I tried to get get something out of her at, in the press room. Uh, she couldn't share it because they were, I think they were still breaking it down. But um, I'm excited for, because I think she did a great job with the Godspeed episode. And she talked very profoundly about um, how much how important it is for her to make sure all all the things gets right and you know paying homage to the legacy of the flash and all that so and she really wants to go back to the comics and really make sure they, make sure they are reflected in the episodes that she does so that's exciting um breeze we t- they talked a little bit about um grant's new suit because he's getting a little suit upgrade again Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, I know the last suit caused a bit of controversy, maybe unfounded controversy, but I, I like the look of. I, I think the new one's gonna be great. Um, we don't know what it's gonna look. We've seen on the Entertainment Weekly covers what it looks like. We don't know what the new cow looks like because he. Yeah, he said we haven't seen it with the cow yet. So. Yeah. Well. I'm excited. I want to see what uh, what he looks like in that. I am hoping. I'm personally hoping, and I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. But I would love for it, if, because you know how the the, the ears. Uh, I mean, the lightning bolt ears on his cowl, are always a little bit t- bigger in the comics. I'm kind of. Yeah. Ho- I'm kinda, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that's what's happening. Mm, okay. Both, I just really want him to use the ring more because I felt like we got two scenes of him in the whole season using the Flash ring, and that was it. Yeah, and it presumably hasn't gone anywhere, right? No, I mean it looks like in the trailer you even see the costume in um um on the on the doll again. So, but we will see. Hopefully, I don't. Hopefully, more. Mm-hmm. But go on. What were you gonna say? I was say, I don't remember if they discussed it on the panel, but we do know from round tables and interviews that Sue Dearborn is coming, that Ralph, you know, his entire journey up to this moment has been leading to meeting her. Um, and also, it seems like um, the case file that he's working on, she is like a missing person. Like, he's trying to find her. So, it'll probably be a while before she actually shows up, but I'm assuming he's gonna, like, learn about her before he meets her in the process of finding her, which I think is interesting. Yeah, so I think he said at the panel that when the season starts, he will have already kind of begun investigating it. Um, Mm -hmm. So we'll probably learn a little bit from the get-go. I know he also mentioned that we'll we'll maybe meet Ralph's family and learn more of his backstory there. Jim Jim Carrey as his fat father. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. Disclaimer. To anyone listening, I don't think that will happen. But if it does happen... Hey, it could be. You never know. You never know. I mean, heck, they... I mean, supposedly they are... Maybe they are listening. I mean, because so, so far we're getting things that we've always wanted. Uh, so I'm hoping... Yeah, I'm hoping... I'm really hoping... I'm really hoping... That You're hoping. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. 
So, okay. Uh, but no, I asked him at the at the in the press room about Sue, and he was very coy about it. But it's uh, yeah, very much. You're gonna see her this season, and I wonder who's playing her. I mean, I wonder if he. I wonder if they're in the middle of casting her right now, and that's why we have. I would assume so. And that they're doing they're doing chemistry tests, whatever, and so on. And uh, I'm out, I will say that the one thing I do hope. Um, uh-huh. And I'm sure people will be like, oh, now and it's back with his agenda or whatever. But I hope it would be kind of fun if they brought a woman of color to play Sue. I would like that too. I would like to see it. Um, but there's that. Um, well, speaking of new characters, because, well, you know, Tom Cavanaugh is still on the show. And <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course, we love Tom Cavanaugh. We're happy. We're happy. And he's always a new character. Always a new character. Yep. Um, what do we know about his new Harrison Wells? Uh, the keyword at the panel was sensual, and that's about <laughs> all I got out of the panel. I don't know if he sensual. talked anymore in interviews uh, that you guys can share. He pretty much said that he was like an adventurer. He was like a like a Neil Diamond kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, swashbuckling, um, sensual, mysterious, deceitful. I don't know where, but really, where did a joke about sensual come from? Because I'm like. Was it, was it meant to be something like, oh, he's like, he's very sexual or whatever? I don't know. Well, it's because it's the, it came from an early inter- an interview early in the morning where the interviewer was basically asking Grant and Candace if they were going to bone more on screen. But she didn't say it like that. That's she was like, so- are we going to get more romance for Barry and Iris? And they're like, there's always romance. They're married. And she's like, yeah, but you know, romance. Like, are we going to see the romance? She wants that TV and 14 so- romance. Yes! That is kind- so then- I'm sorry. That's a... That's a- <laughs> As a journalist, I would never ask like for more. I don't rom- know. That's why not. Even that's, even that's what even Matt from know. even Matt from TV Line asked them when he was like, "How come we didn't see Barry Nyers' first time?" That's like a seminal thing for you know it, for it, it uh, broadcast uh, television. For it's a broadcast television show. We see we see first times all the time for broadcast television at eight p.m. Also, Super have you never watched it. Riverdale, Andy? Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's not so the fact that we don't see it is weird. But anyway, point is, she was asking that, and so and so then Danielle used your excuse, Andy. Um, but then Tom was like, oh, I'm taking care of the sexy. My new character is going to be sexual. I mean sensual. And that's where the sensual joke began. But yes. Oh, my God. I love these people. Um, so, and, I, and I asked him, I asked him at the, at the, at the press room if we're, how, are we going to meet him sooner or later? He was like, very soon. But there's another character he's going to be playing this season. And this goes into Cries on Infernerves. So... Yes. Taddy, who is he playing in Crisis? He's playing Pariah. And who is Pariah? That's it. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earth. Pariah works for the Anti-Monitor, who we have not met yet, but who is like the evil monitor, as one would expect. Um, he's a scientist. Um, I don't even know what else. He he works with like he's another one that like hops across uh, realities, right? Um, in order to gather the forces of what I assume. Actually, wait. Pry is not evil, right? Pry works for the Monitor. Maybe he's the person that. Um, no, are you sure? This is going to go into Arrow. Are you sure it's not Anti Monitor he works for? Um, oh, wait, I need to. I need to re- I'm still rereading. Because. Um... 
I thought it was the anti-monitor, but I just saw that Pariah was saved by the monitor. His his world was destroyed by the anti-monitor. Um, or he witnessed the beginning of the anti-monitor's destruction, and then the monitor saved him, called him Pariah, and now his job is to, to hop around the Earth and... Um, and try to like basically stop the forces of darkness. So I think, I think that he is going to be the buddy cop character that uh, Oliver is going to spend his final season with, because Stephen Amell said that he's not going to be with the monitor that much. In fact, there's actually another character who shows up that's like, you can't do it alone. We have to do it together. Um, and so with his power to hop around different universes and try to like and witness the destruction of the multiverse, but also trying to gather the forces against the anti-monitor. That's Pariah. So I think that that will be Pariah slash Tom Cavanaugh with Stephen Amell on Arrow. Well, on the subject of Arrow, we are, um, we're going to meet the anti-monitor. He's going to be played by someone very familiar, LaMonica Guerra, who plays the monitor. So, um, he Oh, just... it's like his twin, his evil twin brother. Oh my God. Right? That's very comic book. Very comic book. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's see. Um, there, um, I'm looking through um, my notes. Um, we talked about this new suit. It, it's supposed to be very close to the comics anyway. Um, I'm not going to go into Q&A uh, stuff um, for various reasons. So there you go. Um, let's, well, let's talk about what we got from some of the... Um, the the press room. So, what what were some of your takeaways from people you were talking to at the press room, Taddy? Well, like I said, everyone seems super excited for next season. Um, Tom and Carlos love each other very, very much. Carlos is insistent he is not going anywhere this season. And you, and you, and you, you're gonna love me. So he will be dealing with. Killer Frost, it seems. We know that Caitlin is going to be Killer Frost more often, and it seems like they're going to retroactively fix um, the part where she was just let back in the team after trying to kill everybody. So now we'll see her working on her relationships with the team members, especially Cisco, it seems. Um, obviously, Iris has her own, has her own cast, um, but the only thing that I heard about Jesse L. Martin slash Joe was Candace saying she's going to have a lot more scenes with Joe this season, which she's very grateful for. So I'm looking forward to West Family Times. Um, uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much all the new stuff that I can think of. I feel like we already talked about Ralph and Sue. Um, Barry's going to be visiting Iris at work. Um, I do think it's interesting that Barry and Iris find out first alone about Crisis coming sooner. So it's a little while before they tell the team. I think I, think I heard that they're on episode three, or having read episode three, they still hadn't told the team yet. But it sounds like the monitor shows up in the premiere and is like, "Hey, guess what, Barry? You gonna die?" Yeah, yeah. Grant kind of spoiled that, like you know, yeah. He basically shows up at the end of, at the end of our season premiere. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't have said that. That was the one time. Like, Grant, keep it to yourself. Um, yeah, I did wonder if he was allowed to say that. That seems like something they would have wanted to keep a, a surprise, but who knows. Um, let's see. Well, one of the things that I got um, was I, I asked uh, Grant if the dynamic between him and Joe were going to change a little bit because he's now the police captain. And he said it's very much status quo still. And all these interviews are up on our DC Podcast YouTube channel. And that's on our iTunes 
in Apple Podcast feed. So if you want to listen to them, go for it. But also watch the videos. I'm just saying. Um, but he was talking about it's very much status quo. But it's def- you know he he's hoping to do more CSI stuff because he loves that, and I I fully agree with him, especially when it what it did in the in the first episode of the whole series, uh, with the kind of like basically Sherlock Holmes esque vibe to it, where like you would see like like how Barry was thinking and observing. But um, yeah, we were talking. I was. I asked a lot of the actors about how they felt about you know getting to be part of of Crisis and getting to do you know like finally bring this to life since the first episode. And uh, they were all very. I mean, they they feel it's a very big responsibility. They're very honored about it. And Grant was very. He was very positive about feeling like you're like yeah like because he he felt that the whole idea of doing it like it, by 2024 was. A bit of a stretch, which I agree with, and because um, I I don't think we, we I don't think we should have waited to tell, till season ten to get to see Crisis on Infinite Earth. <laughs> so uh, I'm very happy about that. Um, what else? Let me let me think. Um, we did. Um, Eric, Eric Wallace talked very much about how these first eight episodes are very personal to him. That he and he, when you listen to him, he's very. He's a very spiritual guy, and he talked about how he, some of the things that he likes to practice in the writer's room and you know, with this show in terms of having good dynamics, having good relationships and stuff like that, is things that he practices in his own life, and uh, and he, no, he ta- and he was very, uh, he, he did talk about crisis in, as, as far as like, it playing in, into the whole season and not just the first half of the season, because obviously when we come back, the universe is going to look a little bit different um, after December, uh, after the crossover. So, no, he, very, very, very cool stuff from him. Um, we didn't get to talk to Carlos, sadly. Uh, he, uh, he, did, I think they ran out of time. But, um, but yeah, I would have loved to talk to him about Camilla and him and stuff like that. But he. But yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Um, He's very excited to get to explore more of his personal life with Camilla and be out of the lab. So I'm happy for him as well. Looks like, looks like sounds like he's trying to listen to the podcast and hear what you're saying because you, I mean, you hate for our labs, Taddy, with a passion. That's um, right. I can't uh, wait for it to burn down. Uh, and stay down. Breeze, any comments? <laughs> Um, well, I'm actually surprised that Star Labs has not burnt down yet. That's a shock. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't in the press room, so I don't have uh, too much to add to any of that stuff. But I'm I'm excited to also see Carlos uh, playing Cisco outside of Star Labs because I, I think we all agree that Vibe did not enjoy being Vibe. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll get a. Uh, our cheery old Cisco back. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it sounds like you know, like the premiere is going to deal with very much. Like it's it's going to take place ten seconds after the season finale. So everyone's still, of course, going to be mourning the death of Nora, and um, which is going to be very, I think, something very powerful to watch on screen. But um, but yeah, that's a, it, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in the season season six premiere, and um. But I think in terms of news and stuff, I think we got it all. Um, to be honest, I think we Yay! covered covered in, you know the stuff from the panel and so on. And if you guys want to watch the stuff from the fa- from the fan Q and A, you can watch it on YouTube or whatnot. But um, 
Oh, by the way, we should probably mention that Earbud Fawn will return. So there you go. Um, gasp. Gasp, right. Um, no, but yeah, I want to just, you know, before we wrap it up, um, did everyone have a favorite moment from Makama um, Connick? Something that they, they love, something that was very special to them and whatnot. Like a big takeaway. Um, Related, well, related to The Flash, um, I loved seeing Candace on the fan favorites panel for TV Guide. I liked the reception that she got, and I teared up when she teared up when Damien Holbrook read uh, the email from a fan about her impact on the industry and how many young black actresses have been given the opportunity to play iconic roles in the wake of her casting as Iris West. That was very beautiful. And then personally for myself, I was very happy to interview Diane Guerrero, um, whom I have admired since uh, Orange is New Black and the first season of Jane the Virgin, um, and who I relate to as a Latina, you know, growing up in the United States without much of her family. And Breeze, for you, for you going to Comic Con for the first time, what was like your biggest takeaway? Yeah, I mean, it was so great to get to meet so many fellow DC TV podcast hosts. Um, so Andy, Tati, and I, Tatiana, and I had never actually met in person before, and then we were roommates, so we got to know each other very well. It was well, beautiful. Very yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and then, of course, not DC-related, but being in Hall H for Marvel's Phase 4 announcement was absolutely bananas. Um, it's, it was like being at the Super Bowl or something. The energy was crazy. So that is, it was definitely worth all the hardship of camping out for the Hall H line. A, tr- um, a true champion. Uh, I'm I mean, glad that you got that. Yeah. For me, let me... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had... A, I'm... I was gonna tell you this because I this has been something I've been waiting to do for ten years or whatnot. Because I, I don't know if, if Taddy, please, I don't know if you know this, but um, I'm a very big fan of Laurel Lance. Um, that's crazy. No, that's shocking. I had no idea. Right? I mean, we, 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 hold on to your seat because I'm gonna break another story for you. I love Katie Cassidy. I'm a huge fan of Katie Cassidy. Have Have I told her before? That's so weird. Right, I mean, I mean, no, I don't I'm, think so. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, and I like Black Canary and stuff like that. Um, but one thing I got to do at the end of the air oppression, which was very bittersweet. I mean, it was very emotional. Um, to see them, you know, because they were all, you could tell that they're getting into a very f- big final season. But one thing that once the president was over. I was catching up with my friend James Bamford, who is one of the producers and directors on Arrow, and. Um, he he introduced me to Katie, um, which was uh, still surreal. So I I finally got to talk to her. You know, I mean, I, of course I interviewed her, and we had a, we have a great video on the DC podcast YouTube channel. But we talked, and I said, you know, thank you for being such a good role model to not just not just to women, but also to to you know to men like me and so on. Like I've been, Aww. I I mean, I told her, you know, like, look, I've been a big fan of you since Gossip Girl. I mean, and I told to her face. I was rooting for Juliet over Serena. Like she was. She what? Could, yes, because. All right, that's fine. Are we gonna wait? Are we really, really gonna get into that? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going to fight you. Okay, good. Um, and I, I said, you know, thank you for being such a good, good role model, and lo- for Laurel Lance, and 
I can't wait to you know I'm, I told her I I can't wait to see her do some more live streaming of gaming because Kid Cass is a huge gamer, and we we get a picture together that I will probably share at some point. But no, I no, it was it was a dream. It was a dream come true. Um, you know, of course. I mean, look. Even though I host a flash party, even though I've had my ups and downs with Aaron and so on, the people involved, I've never, I, I the, the great talent on screen and behind the scenes, the screen, behind the camera, I guess, are they're lovely. They're lovely people, and I, you know, me, but getting to have that moment with Katie was just very special. Also, I had a very good moment with Steven. Um, I don't know if this video has floated around yet, but he, at the end of our, because we were the last table he talked to, and then he, he had his bow with him that he got back from, uh, one of his young fans, Sarah, who is just amazing. Uh, if you haven't followed it, go to YouTube and watch, like, all the previous Comic-Con pa panels with Sarah and him. It's very sweet and beautiful. But he had his bow with him from the pilot. And we all get to touch it, hold it, and so on. And I, and he wanted to show a trick. So for some, and I did not know the cameras on were were on me. So like he basically would just show how to spin it in a very cool way. I did it okay. I did it the other way. Uh, like you know, he did it towards one way. I did it the other way. And he's like, "Well, you did it the other way, but that works in a very stupid, my well, my way." I might post it at some point on Twitter or whatever. It it was very sweet. So not only get it to be part of the Flash press room again, but also meeting some of the people. I mean, I got to meet so many people from the Arrowverse uh, that I've either known, known for a few years or some that I just got to introduce for the first time. Uh, I mean, Harley Sawyer, who, you know, he he was he was happy to finally get to meet us in person because he, uh, he's, he's, he's very supportive of us on Instagram, so that's very sweet of him. But um, before I go on, because I know that Tyana has to go. Um, yes. No, you're you're good. You're good. Uh, so, <laughs> if you want to tell everyone where they can find you on social media, uh, and then you can run up. Okay, that was horrible. You can, yeah, you can run up. I will. People. I will flash away. Yes, uh, you can find me at Marcella's Ear on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, that is where I will retweet uh, interviews and articles and reviews uh, from the Marvel Report, the Flash Podcast. A screen rant with an accent and my other lovely or that hashtag show and my other lovely podcast with Jessica and May whom I know you all love ladies with gumption thank you and it was so nice to see Jessica again at, uh, at Comic-Con yes. May if you're listening what the hell why were you not there shame on you uh -huh. come next year alright Ty we'll talk to you, to you next week right. bye, bye. And now, Breeze, I'm going to talk your ears up for another 20 minutes. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> what more stories do you have for us, Andy? Who else did you meet? Well, oh, I can... Um, do you want to... I, I mean, I told you about uh, the Warner Brothers TV guys, right? Um, the, the presidents? No, no. Oh this is God. like the... This is um, so on another podcast I listen to. They do like a stick around portion where it's like after they do the plug. So this is like our stick around portion. Yeah, no, but I, uh, no, but on Friday I went to the Warner Brothers TV party, um, the media mixer, which was surreal. It was amazing. Uh, but what I, the thing is at Comic-Con, you have to have your badge on if you want to cross the street zone between the gas lamp area and right. the convention center. So I forgot my badge and, you know, I'd run into Lauren Galloway, one of our former hosts and one of our fearless leaders from the mall report. Um, and I had to, I said, can you, you know, I will be right back. Let's go get my, get my badge. So I ran upstairs very gr in a very 
bad mood. I mean, I read it to Breeze, and she could see that I was like, I'm so annoyed, I just want to smash something. Uh, that was my Hulk moment. Uh, so I just stormed into the hotel room, got my badge, and I got into the elevator that goes downstairs. But then on the way down, this lovely gentleman in a very, very nice suit uh, came in. He said, hi, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just a little stressed. I just have to go get my badge. Because apparently you can't cross the street without it. And then he he said to me, oh, do you think this wristband will be... Can I go? Can I go? I mean, can I enter without a badge? I mean, is this wristband enough? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that should be fine. I mean, what do you do? And he said, I work for Warner Brothers. And I just assumed at the moment that he was in publicity, uh, the publicity team, which is, by the way, shout out to all the amazing publicists at Warner Brothers TV that I, that worked their asses off throughout the whole, the whole convention. Um, and, and also constantly throughout the, every year. But, um, he said, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't work in publicity. And he started telling me, like, that he, what he was doing and so on. And he basically was, He's one of the presidents of Warner Bros. Television. And I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing here? This is insane. And we and he started asking me about, so what do you do? I'm like, I'm, well, I'm a reporter. I'm also a podcast. I cover actually a lot of your shows. I'm actually on my way to the Warner Bros. party. And we talked for like, like we, we, we talked for like a good 15 minutes on the way there. Because um, you would think that it would only take like two minutes to cross the street from from San Diego from the convention center to the to the Hard Rock Hotel, but it's Comic Con. There's like a hundred thousand people all walking at the same time, so expect like at least a ten minute walk. So I I cross the street with him. We talk, and he's you know very fascinated by what, what we do and so on. He says you know you know he was he, he appreciated basically that we, uh, that we're you know we're so passionate about the, these shows and so on and that we're that we're doing stuff like this. And we get to the the hotel, and Hard Rock is like, it's basically one of the royal hotels of Comic Con, like the one that everyone wants, besides the Bayfront and Marriott and Omni and so on. Um, so we um, we he's we I, there's a long line of report. I can see people that I recognize and so on. He asked me where do I go in. I tell him, oh yeah, you should be able to go, go just go by the where they check you in, and they should be able to get you in by without any problems because you know he's. I mean, he's a president of Warner Brothers. Why should he have to stand in line? That, that, that would be insane. And he goes over to look, and he's like, is this where I he, I think he was asking someone, like, is this where I check in? And they're like, yeah. And then he looks at me, he's like, hey, you, come with me. I'm like, what? What is this? So I got to, I got to join him, like, in the beginning, like, you know, join him up, you know, go in directly. And he said, you know, he said to people, like, yeah, he's with me, whatever. And I'm like, holy crap, what is happening? It's only, like, I've known this guy for 10 minutes. Um... And he's actually with people who want to know who he is. His name is Brett Paul. He's one. Of, he was just promoted to president. Um, he and uh, another woman and and, and and a and a female executive were just promoted. Um, but no, he and we 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 went upstairs and we talked and he just you know like he I asked I got to ask him like how long he'd been with Warner Brothers and things that he has done there and so on. He a very lovely gentleman. Uh, it was uh, it was a huge honor to meet him, and then. But then something else happened that night because he told me that I should go and talk to this person if I saw him. So, do you know who Peter Roth is, uh, Breeze? Um, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know off the top of my head. So he is um, he's the president. He's the head president of Warner Bros. Television. Oh, okay. And I I saw him briefly at the party, and I went up to him and said, you know, hey, I just wanted to thank you for. 20 years of consumment 
of the shows because I mean I grew up with Smallville. I loved Smallville, and I told him that, and he said that that was my personal baby. And I'm like, you know, look, I I told him about these three podcasts that I said we cover all of your shows from from DC TV, and we're I'm so honored to get to meet you. Thank you for all the great work you and your studio does all the time. You know, when I see pe- passionate people like yourself, because I follow him, like I try to read any interview he does, and because he did a great Paley Fest interview with Greg Belanti a few years ago, I think, and like stuff like that just really gets to me, and I. So it was a huge honor to get to meet him in person. And fact, I got a picture with him that I might also share online at some point. But it was, it was, it was. Again, I like I broke into tears the next the next day because I'm like, holy crap! I got to meet like two presidents of Warner Brothers Television, and like they, you know, like now I mean, now if anything, I now we know that Warner Brothers TV definitely knows about the things that we do. And I had someone also from Warner Brothers to just say that they. They appreciate all the things that we do as DC Podcast Network, so it was very rewarding as not just the podcast, but also as like you know the director of this network. You know, seeing all the show, all the artwork that we're doing, really being recognized. So, um, yeah, that was again. I'm, I've said this word a lot throughout this, epi- this episode, but it was a surreal experience. So, um, and it was also just great getting to know fellow new journalists in the in the industry and just meeting people who work on some of these I met Andy Poon uh, our good buddy Andy Poon who worked he was uh, he did the concept art suits for Arrow and The Flash and so on and he now, he's not working on Batwoman and he is one of the sweetest guys in the world hopefully he's going to come on the podcast in the very near future um, so that's that was exciting that was great um I'm. I'm trying. Okay, Breeze, Breeze. Is there anything else you want to share? Because I don't want to make it all about me. Uh, uh, you, I mean, I, I sometimes make it all about me without realizing it. So I just want to make sure that you get your put. I mean, okay. What was your favorite announcement at the Hall H panel for Comic Con? Oh well, I mean, gosh, like they were all very exciting. I really like Scarlet Witch, and I'm excited to see that they're going to do more with her and kind of lean. Uh, more into the mystical side of her power. She's going to be in the Doctor Strange sequel. Um, obviously, in the last, like, in the closing minutes, just out of nowhere, they bring Mahershala Ali and announce him as Blade, which I don't really care too much about Blade, but I do care a lot about Mahershala Ali, who's a great actor, so that was uh, that was wild and crazy. But, you know, going back to your story, I think that's such a good reminder that when you're at these kind of events, you never know who you're going to run into, you know, even in the elevator, and there are so many more people there than just, you know, the actors and the names you normally associate with these shows. It really is a great industry. Event. And there's so many people behind these shows we love more than just the writers and the actors. You know, there's the costume designers and the producers and the, the people working for the network. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was something else. Because uh, after the Warner Bros. TV Media Mixer, I went straight to the Warner Bros. Uh, Blurred and Bouget party, which was um, organized by... Uh, a lot of tra- talented people, including Lachelle Sargent, who is one of the head publicists at Warner Bros. Television. Uh, for she covers Black Lightning and stuff like that. Lachelle is a little queen, uh, and you know Lamont McGee. Shout out to my buddy Lamont from Black Lightning, and um, 
And uh, yeah, so that was a, it. Was just amazing to be at an event where you could see. I mean, you, you, I would see this at other parties too, but this was something where you would really get to see a lot of people of color get to celebrate their, their nerdum together. Uh, met some of the people from Black Lightning. Uh, I also met Diane Guerrero from Doom Patrol, and we, me and Laura from Titans Podcast, we had a really good story. You know, I'm gonna share that for the Titans Podcast. So why am I? What am I doing talking about it here? But no, she. That was surreal. That was so sweet. She's a lovely woman, and um, no, I, I, I again, there, I, I might write about this at some point somewhere. But yeah, this was definitely my a powerful Comic Con, and like you said, it's you know at, the, at these kind of events, uh, and I'm sure you're gonna get to enjoy more of that, like at more Seattle Comic Cons, and even at New York Comic Con this year and so on. But like really seeing people that that we write about, that we podcast about all, every all, every day. I mean, not every day, but, like, you know, we write about them every day, we podcast about every week and so on, and getting just really, you know, show our appreciation and, they, and the fact that they are they, they're grateful. They show their gratitude for what we do as part of the media. So it was it was lovely. It was um, unforgettable. Um, and and of course, but just because I, someone had asked me if I'd seen Candace, of course I met Candace, uh, and I, it was lovely seeing her again. She always so elegant, and she her fashion style is on point. Like you can see it in one of our videos where I said, you know, like it's been amazing to see your, like a collage of your dresses in the past few years when you come to Comic Con, and it's she really. It does have the best sense of fashion. Yes, yeah, so, no, but she was like, you know, it's it's Comic Con, man. You got you got um, you know, that's uh, you got you you got to do it right. So, but I think I think that's gonna be it for us. Uh, otherwise, I will t- I will literally start doing a whole Comic Con recap about everything I did, and not just about the Flash stuff and so on. Uh, but if you guys want to know more, you can just ask me on Twitter, and I can probably share some cool stories. Um, but. But with that said, that's gonna be it for this week. We're gonna be back next week. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be more active now you know, as we because we just had to go get through Comic Con and stuff like that. So that's why we've been gone for a few weeks. But um, but Breeze, where are you on social media? And um, tell them about your other projects that you do. Yeah, so everyone can find me on Twitter at Breeze Riley. Uh, I think my name's in the podcast bio, so just use that spelling. Um, and then you can also find my work over on the marvelreport.com, which we've plugged a lot this episode. Again, we've been pumping out a ton of content around the Phase 4 announcements. Um, I also had the chance to interview the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast uh, in their press room, so check those videos out as well. And also, if you like those videos, you can share a link to them, not download the videos and post them on your own Twitter or your own channel, because so, those are our videos. That's why there's a Watermark logo. Just putting it out there and throwing shade. Because I do that. Uh, no, but seriously, check out Breeze's coverage on the Marvel Report, especially with her Comic-Con stuff. It was superb job, and the videos came out so great. Uh, she was busting her ass out. As soon as she did it, she came back to the hotel room, and she just got them all up. So um, thank you again for that, Breeze. You are so, – I mean, that's why I love working with you so much, because you are you're – just, you're just as tough as Iris West, you, you should you should work for Iris. You should work with Iris West. Uh, I think we all want to just work with Iris West, which I don't know who would be left to run this podcast. I guess. Oh, guess, uh, it, just it, Andrew. It's, yeah, it's fine. But, Andrew and Adam can do it together. It's fine. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Andrew Back. I co-host Tyrus Podcast and the Chill Images Podcast. Just check us out at, at Tyrus Podcast on Twitter. 
uh, at Sabrina underscore podcast on Twitter. I also write stuff for Screen Rant, so check me out there. And I also run the mob pool together with Breeze and Taddy and a lot of marvelous people to so check us out there. And as far as this podcast goes, we you can find us on theflashpodcast.com where you can get all the latest news and all the things you need for the TV show like photos and trailers and descriptions and so on as well as Titan's amazing comic book reviews and more related to the world of DC on theflashpodcast.com Follow the, the, the podcast on social media by going to at theflashpodcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and Periscope. Uh, you can subscribe to the Flash Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, hit us up with some five stars. Oh, can't speak five star reviews, as it's a great way to support the podcast. And be sure to let us know what you enjoy most about the Flash. Uh, you can also listen to us live on Wednesday. I think this is more for the regular season. We are not live right now, but uh, when we get into the season, we will be doing some more live shows. Yes. Um, and since Andrew isn't here, I will I will do the honors. You can follow the entire DC TV Podcast Network at dcpodcast.com, featuring epic podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Letters Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Classic DC TV Shows, Krypton, Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and the upcoming Batwoman and Star Wars shows at dcpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at dcpodcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitch Radio, and Google Play. Uh, DC TV Podcast also has its own Tee Public store, so if you're interested in some cool DC TV-related merchandise, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear as it does support the network so we continue to make these awesome podcasts. And last, but certainly not the least, email theflashpodcast at gmail.com if you have questions or thoughts or feedback you want to send us, and we will, we, we will we read them all. We may not have time to respond to them all, but we do read everything that you guys send us. So, thank you for that. And guys, like we said, check out our, our, our interviews on the flashpodcast.com website uh, for The Flash, Supergirl, Black Lightning, and Arrow. By the time this episode comes out, they will all be up on the website. So, there you go. But that's going to be it for this week of the Flash Podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in to our Comic-Con 2019 recap. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back uh, next week with another another fun episode as part of our Season 5.5. That is the most insane thing I've said so far. It's 5.5. That is, oh my god, that's insane. So join us then. But until then, I'm Andy B. And I'm Breeze. And we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you.